Check in with Hotelevate for insightful, engaging and relevant conversations in the world of hospitality today. Puneet, welcome. I think this is your second Hiksa, right? You've been once before with us yes. in your previous Aftar. Six, seven years ago. Yeah. So, Puneet, you've been a hotelier throughout your career, uh, right from your college days. Uh, what excites you most about the hotel industry? Everything. I actually don't know where to begin. The most exciting part of the hotel business, it's a business of common sense. And we all know common sense is very uncommon, but definitely not with the crowd in this room. Otherwise, they wouldn't be associated with hotel business. So I think that's good. Traveling is good. Cross-cultural transition is good. You know, whining and dining is good. Basically, life is good. Right. Um, so, and what's the best part about joining Taj? <laughs> Don't say stashness, but... <laughs> uh, coming home, I would say. I think that's the, the primary part of it, you know, having spent almost uh, 30 years in Europe. Um, I think it's, uh, it's very nice to come back, and it's a matter of honor. Uh, to be associated with a brand uh, like uh, Taj and other brands, but also uh, the parent group uh, working for uh, the Tata group of companies. Right. You know, one of the things that uh, are being talked about from a Taj point of view, the company has uh, gone back to a multi-brand strategy from a single brand strategy adapted just last year. Um, what are the key reasons behind this? And maybe, maybe you can share some more thoughts. I, I actually don't know because I was not here why that discussion came up uh, in that kind of length and detail. But uh, having heard all the industry colleagues this morning, and uh, when you know, Dilip was moderating the panel, uh, what came out is that there is a lot of, you know, firstly, a lot of action happening in the mid-scale and, um, and, and maybe even in the economy segment. That's, uh, that's one because that's what uh, Intercontinental uh, Pascal was saying. The second reason is India is a very heterogeneous market. Uh, we have seven, eight, maybe ten key cities. So uh, our primary market is India, although we want to be more and more global. Uh, I don't think... Uh, many cities can take the quality and the positioning of Taj, but they're good markets. So, and we have a role to play in those markets. So that's the second part of it. Third is your strategy. If the strategy comes to you know, getting scale, I think getting scale with luxury is very difficult because it's at the top of the pyramid and it does not happen uh, that easy. Fourth, why give up? some wonderful brands that we have, you know, and our latent potential with something like Ginger is huge. Uh, we have more than 40 hotels. Nobody has 40 hotels in this segment in this country. We, can, we should talk about how to take it from 40 to, you know, 400. Um, and also uh, a great positioning with Vivanta. Why give up something that is working well or why fix something that does not need fixing? So from my point of view, I come to my opening statement. For me, the common sense says, be in this business, explore other opportunities of other brands, like the other panelists said about collection, as this one-size-fits-all does not work, and maybe also 
as the real estate keeps getting more expensive uh, and is not that affordable, how to, how to work around the residential component and actually evolve the company to the next level then to bring it down. So you will do residential more like, is it, would it be Wellington's new style or would it be like a hotel come residential and you'll look after the... Both. Actually, you just answered it because uh, it's not we will do, we are already doing, but we didn't talk about it. Right. So uh, I think Wellington Muse is one of the best examples in this city in terms of how good residential can be done and especially our underutilized land banks and FSI can be used going forward. Right. Um, so which brand will lead the company's growth? Would it be Ginger? Would it be anything? Vivanta? Would it be the regular Taj? Uh, one of um, Growth is not like... Uh, I, I actually... Let me take a step back. I don't know how many people read the news this morning. When every brand claims to be getting to 200 hotels in five years. Yeah, I love it. My business is going to go to the roof. Uh, it's the state of the industry we, or how many rooms we have. I mean, you don't take the rooms to, to a bank account. I mean, it's important to get those because if you don't get that, you don't get the revenue. So I think when it comes to growth, we have to take a 360-degree approach. It's growing your people, growing the talent, growing the inventory, growing the profit margins. I, I have not heard... Anybody or any newspaper reporting about anybody talking, how are we going to expand our margins? And I think we feel very proud that, uh, and you were present at our Capital Markets Day, where we announced that we are going to grow our margins by 8% over the next five years. So, so for me, the growth in the margins will come from mainly, uh, you know, the Taj brand, because we will benefit very strongly from the volatility in the market as the market begins to come back, the occupancies are moving, hopefully the rates will follow, so the flow through will be great. Um, I think Vivanta and Ginger will be our growth vehicles for scale. So the scale will come from these two brands, but it will start showing a higher impact in two to three years from now. Um, even though we have a lot uh, of ginger hotels opening, it will still not be enough till they have you know, kind of stabilized or ramped up. And when it comes to uh, growth of the people, I think it will come from growing the talent within. And I think that's a part of very important part of our touchness is to have a 360-degree stakeholder engagement. And one of that is that who is going to deliver all this growth? That's the people. So the people are going to do it. And in these people, I include our partners very, very strongly. And some of them are present in this room. Fortunately for me, actually, in the very first row, when I see Mr. Khanna and I see Mr. Nagpal, I think they are the ones who are going to do it. And uh, they are the ones who are going to help us do it, besides our own employees, besides our own stakeholders. So, you know, yesterday I was interviewing Arnie, and uh, yesterday morning we had the owners meet, and the whole conversation was that when you have a group like Marriott Hyatt Hilton, for them the most important thing is not the margin but the growth, because when, let's say, Arnie comes and announces his 100th hotel or we're going to do 200 hotels in a particular market, the stock price of the company goes up. And that's how CEOs in the U.S. perhaps get measured. It's very interesting that you're saying, you know what, I don't care so much about, you do care, but not so much about number, but you would rather fo focus the next five years about the margins, because that's music to the 
you know, to the owners who are sitting out here? Well, we have to have a correction. I said that is one part of growth, okay. is scale, but not everything is built around scale. So if we take a hotel like Taj Mahal Palace in Tobol in Mumbai, it has a potential of $100 million revenue, right? So how many hotels do we need of different brands to get to $100 million of revenue coming to Dilip Puri's thing, if you're going to get a franchise fee income of 100000 how do you want to do that or in that kind of market segment? So I think that is very important that we balance as an industry that we take this as a moral obligation and responsibility to balance. Also, it's not just number of rooms, what's the revenue? What is the market cap of your company? And you know, sometimes we people forget that the market cap of our company is more than $2 billion. So it's, it's, it's a huge market cap company. And then, um, and, and also getting hotels with larger impact. I remember talking to, to Mandeep, uh, you know, he says, how come in India we don't do hotels with like 700 rooms, 1,000 rooms with, you know, 3,000 square meters of convention center? So, and I think he was right. It has not yet been done, but that's the next phase we will get to. So which actually serves both the needs. It serves the need of the scale, but also serves the need of driving margins and at the same time providing infrastructure to large international conglomerates who want to come and hold their conventions here. Sure. Because you're limited today to maybe Vigyan Bhavan in Delhi or maybe another outlet somewhere else, another convention center is opening in south of India, but is that enough for a country with 1.3 billion people? I don't think so. Right. So the title that we had given this uh, session was Restructure, Re-Engineer, and Reimagine. Um, do you want to elaborate on the three R's and your expectations of the same? Well, I think uh, the three R's uh, you very cleverly copied from our Capital Markets Day is a part of our strategy document which was unveiled. And uh, basically restructuring is built around uh, scaling simplifying and selling, you know, scaling up of our inventory, simplifying in the way we do business and, uh, and selling our non-core assets as we have collected, uh, which is very normal over 115 year history of the company, we have collected a lot of things which were very important, relevant, maybe 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and maybe are not so relevant in the next five years. When it comes to reimagining, it's the brand skip, which you already touched upon, uh, it's kind of maneuvering excellence. I think uh, especially the Taj name stands out for excellence, has always stood out for excellence in, in the businesses the brand has been in. I mean, I think it's undisputed. It's the best brand in the safaris and lodge segment. It's the best one in the palace segments. And nobody has been able to threaten that position. I think we need to take that now, uh, the brand skip to more, the train stations, the airports, uh, and, and, and big CBDs. Um, and then it comes to uh, kind of multiplying our, our existing portfolio. The multiplying existing portfolio is not just the hotels. I think we have over 50 restaurant brands, and some of them are great, which even I was not aware of. So when I go to south of India and I go and eat or dine in Southern Sun or Karavali, I'm like, wow, you know. After 30 years outside, you kind of lose touch with every small thing happening. So maybe there is an opportunity to do something with our food and beverage brands. With our shopping uh, thing with Kazana, we, we can do a lot of that in terms of space management, asset management. And when it comes to re-engineer, that's very simple. It's, as I said, 
how we can expand our margins, how we can engage our employees, how we can embrace the technology and take the company to its next level in the next three to five years. Right. Shall uh, we not ask people if they want to ask something, otherwise we keep engaging? It might sound like a corporate pitch. If anybody interested in saying something, please. Couple. Couple. <laughs> Only Kapil is not allowed to ask because he asks always difficult questions. Uh, these are just rumors. So Hales just left the rumor, the guy who creates all the rumors. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, can you hear me, Puneet? Yeah. Yes. Okay, great. Puneet, so, you know, I, I love what you said in terms of profitability. People are talking about opening rooms. People are not talking about profitability. I also believe, and, and I see a lot of stakeholders around the room, and Puneet and I have discussed this earlier, which is, let's look at Mumbai, South Mumbai, like he's saying, the potential of the Taj Mahal Palace is 100 million, the potential of the Oberoi and Trident Nariman Point in South Mumbai is also close to 100 million. And we are only realizing half of it. I also think it's important, it means when was the last time, I'll give you an example, in the year 2007, Lake Palace did 56-57% occupancy, that was the highest ever, and Uday Vilas did close to that. Uh, all I'm trying to say is that chains need to come together, either to market South Mumbai as a destination so that occupancy goes up like north, or even to develop cities like, like the, the music festival in Udaipur where all hotels come together. Why can't we do 70% in Udaipur? means we've got a phenomenal palace, we've got a great Uday Vilas. Uh, and I think, uh, I think that's the point, Puneet, with you at Indian hotels, that everybody needs to come together to push cities. Nobody actually kind of out here works together. I'll give you an example. If ships start docking in South Mumbai, there'll not be a room available in Mumbai or in South Mumbai. Just even 10 ships, is that's what India re needs right now. And I think then we should look at development of hotel assets, and I totally agree with you on that. What do you, what do you feel? How do we get everybody together? I, I'm glad you asked that question, actually, and um, for the audience, it's not a prompted one. I think the important thing that Kapil has said, as an industry, we need to come together. And I think, uh, you know, working in silos is not the answer for tomorrow, and we can really extract much more out of a destination. And um, yes, any kind of those ideas, any kind of those initiatives are welcome. And from our point of view, from Indian Hotels Company point of view, we are happy to put resources behind it, are happy to put money behind it, to actually make it work both for our organizations, but as well as also for the country. So thank you for raising it for the rest of the audience. So Puneet, um, Sanjay, I think. Sanjay, just come. We'll, we'll take a question. But um, what about Taj's plans for international? You know, are you going to focus a lot more on international, or are you going to slow it down, or just let status quo remain? Because Taj, over the last 20 years that I've been there, I think they disinvested assets when they shouldn't have, and they picked up assets when they sh perhaps should not have. So. Things didn't go as well. I think it's a fundamentally unfair comment from you, Manav. This is the state of our industry. We always go asset heavy at the top of the cycle and we go asset light at the bottom of the cycle. When, right. you know, it should be, uh, the growth in our industry has to be anti-cyclical. So, but you your, your comment is right, but we are not the only ones. It's, I agree. I would say that everybody ends up doing the same thing and one gets very eager to grow. I would 
the, what I have discussed with our board and our superiors and our top management leadership is we are a very blessed company. We're the only company produced in South Asia which is actually present in the key lodging markets of the world. There are two key lodging markets in the world. One is London and one is New York. In both these markets, we are present with phenomenal assets. After this, it comes to the exotic destinations like the Dubai or Cape Town or San Francisco. We are also present there. So I think the idea for us should be to build on this base going forward, not to ignore it, but try to get it right. None of us know today you know, what's going to happen uh, to any market in three years from now. But we can put in all the mechanisms in place so that we are well hedged, even if things were to go bad, you know, there was a 10, 15, 20% drop in ref power, or there was some kind of political rioting, how our own profit and loss statement does not suffer, the shareholder value does not suffer, and then we don't have to get into, you know, cost cutting here and a cost cutting there. Right. So, so our uh, ambition to grow is there. But definitely we want to reinstate and reinforce our position of being the number one group that Indian subcontinent has ever kind of uh, seen. And uh, going forward, we put ourselves under pressure in front of such a large audience that I have made this statement and I think we'll be able to walk that talk. Right. Can we get a mic here to Mr. Seri in front? Um, while we do that, um, how do you intend to hold your own with groups like Marriott? Marriott just announced a hundred hotel. Um, you know, how do you compete with the international chains that are coming in big and strong? You know, I think competition is very good because competition uh, avoids you becoming complacent and uh, keeps you on your toes. I think uh, it's very good for the country. It's very good for the industry to get other brands and we learn from each other. Um, as I said again, announcing 100 hotel or 150th, as I said, you can open the papers today. There are two large groups, uh, both announcing 200 hotels by 2022. I wish there was some more creativity. One would have said 175, the other one 225. Uh, that's how it is. So we will not say that. If I was to already include number of hotels in operation that we have and the ones in pipeline, we are already beyond 150. So. Yeah, catch us if you can, that's all. I don't know if you read, but we announced seven offices and that was in the paper too. Yes. <laughs> so we but, have a <laughs> but you were on, only announcing offices, you were not counting the rooms in the offices. Otherwise. <laughs> there you go. Sanjay? Thank you, and my question is actually to both of you, Manav and Puneet. Uh, you know, Manav, a uh, lot of the recent industry reports uh, talk about growth in room supply of about four and a half, five percent for the next five years. Uh, which is very encouraging for us hotel owners because we see that helping us grow our margins and revenues. Uh, on the other side, when I total up the number of rooms announced, including yours, Puneet, <laughs> it comes, stacks up to about 150,000 rooms, which is almost doubling or a little more than doubling the inventory in the country. Uh, that causes concern. Now, as owners, we don't know which way to head. Even where on one side we see 150,000 rooms coming out, but all reports suggest that Sony 40,000 rooms that should come up in the next five years. Numbers don't add up. Maybe I'm, both of you can answer this. Uh, talk is cheap. <laughs> I'm uncensored. I usually talk my mind. I think it's easy to make announcements. Uh, whenever we've gone out there and put numbers out there, whether it's us, Howard, JLL, or any of the other guys who are out there, I think, I think our numbers are 
far, far more realistic because we've actually gone on sites. It's easy to announce, but if there's no construction happening on that site, nothing's going to get built. Unless you start construction, it's not going to show up. Even if we look at a four and a half by five percent growth as the real growth, which is forty thousand odd rooms, uh, Puneet, you, 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 uh, you know, Taj claims that you'd add take up about thirty percent of that inventory would be yours. If I look at the numbers that you've announced, uh, where do then the married and the hires go to grow their business? Because clearly, rooms are not being developed. You, all of you, want to double inventory. Where's where's the growth going to come from? I think there are three, four um, points that you raise here. Firstly, I'm not here to sit and answer on behalf of Marriott or Hyatt. That question you have to raise with them in the break. Uh, the important part is don't forget one thing. We are not based only on an asset-like model. We are coming from a background of an owner-operator which is trying to now balance the portfolio by adding management contract business. So we actually control a lot of FSI on which we can still build. And you know that we have had that discussion if we could partner together. The third important part is, and I don't know, I'm still trying to figure it out on the Indian subcontinent, but based on my previous experience of emerging markets around the globe, only 30 to 40% of the pipeline actually gets built in that three, four year period. The rest, it is never 100%. You get to 60, 70, but some projects take seven to nine years. So our people get very frustrated. You know, Suma, who heads our development, because every time she tries to correct me, we went to Andamans and we just opened a fantastic resort, which is going to put that destination on the map. But if we take the total time from the time we actually got the land and we have 80% opened the property, still 20% uh, work needs to be done, it's 10 years. So, so there is a benefit on that front. Last not least, I come to your point about that 4-5% growth. I think all the leaders in this room could have one obligation that they can take as a takeaway is not the number of rooms, is how to increase and optimize the rate positioning. We are champions in getting occupancy, and it's a phenomenon between, you know, like Dubai to the South Asia continent, but we are very hesitant on moving on with the rates. And, and I think there is a big opportunity out there because all the fundamentals across the globe are positive. The interest rates are low. There is high disposable income. Employment is, you know, on the rise. There are more people traveling. Uh, there's more infrastructure being built than ever before. So why can we not get, uh, coming to Kapil's point, not only like South Mumbai or in Udaipur, but generally speaking, when your occupancy is at 65, 70, 75 percent, why can't we increase rates instead of undercutting each other? And you know what? This is the most abused thing that I experienced since I came back. How many times in a day my phone rings to get something free here and a something free there, or, you know, uh, getting a rate reduction, some banquet there. We just, we could just add some more things, you know, but this kind of, this is a cultural thing. It will not change overnight, but I think we have an obligation as an industry to help advance this industry in terms of just cut, cut, cut. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions that only require one word answers. Um, Carlson or Taj? Taj. <laughs> what a person. Wine or whiskey? Wine still. Domestic growth versus international growth? Both. 
One word. Uh, both is one word. <laughs> you, you caught me there. <laughs> Rooms or F&B? You can't repeat the word. <laughs> um, I can't answer this in one because outside, west, rooms, India, both. Taj or ginger? Three. Vivanta? <laughs> Including Vivanta, all three. So who do you admire most in the industry in India? Since I mean, is there someone that you look up to or...? There are many people who kind of... Um, influence your life. I think Taj has had some fantastic leaders in the past. I would have never dreamt, you know, when I graduated from PUSA in 84 that I could be having the job uh, of MD and CEO of Taj. I think this morning uh, KB Kachru's name was mentioned very often, who I worked with for a long time. Um, I think what Mr. Obroy has done um, is also very phenomenal uh, in terms of this business. So I think it would be unfair to take one person because if that was the case, Manav, at every conference you'll have to give this person the Lifetime Achievement Award. You've done a few of them. So. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So there are a few of them. Yeah. Um, what has been your biggest accomplishment till date and name of failure as well? Um, biggest accomplishment, I would say, um, there are not many examples of people of Indian origin born and raised in India having spent 25 years uh, in India to have actually gone to Europe and uh, have had the opportunity to lead uh, in a very senior positions in, sure. in companies and, uh, and been a part of a journey of, uh, you know, let's say Residor becoming the fastest growing company or the invention of Radisson Blue took place there or you know kind of revitalizing in my previous job the Steigenberger Hotels AG uh, so that's the, the part of um, uh, very positive part of the career I would say and coming back to your home country in the position that I am in uh, because you know sure. we'll see whether it is successful or not but first you have to reach there right so that's, uh, that's, that's the positive part. The negative part, which has been a bit of a failure in doing so, I have been maybe very task-focused and I've not been able to really balance, uh, you know, what we call work-life balance or something. But um, that, I think, in hindsight, when I look back, I could have done better. I've been a good father, good son, looked after my mother, children, everything possible. But I still feel that I could have done a better job on that. Two last questions. I know we are slightly over time. What would we find you doing on a Sunday? Let's say that again. I didn't. What would we find you doing on a Sunday? A typical Sunday. On a typical Sunday, it depends. You know, when I was uh, in Europe, it was very different. But let me focus here in the city of Mumbai. Um, at the moment, I'm looking forward to going for IPL. So it starts on Saturday night at the Vanka Day. Hopefully it will get into the early hours of Sunday morning, celebrating, and then finally going to the gym to work on the calories which I've gained in that night before. Right. And finally, any words for my team or Hotel Away team? Well, 
you asked about the people uh, who have influenced, I think, uh, I'm not saying it now because you're sitting, I think you have influenced in your consulting background, you and your team, the, in shaping the Indian hotel industry to a great extent, and I would say just keep going on and, you know, things will come on the way which will not work that well, but you can count on the support of your friends and colleagues, including myself, and um, we will do what we can to make Hotelivate uh, one of the most successful companies, so we keep having the honor and the privilege of coming back to events like Hiksa and working together with you. Thank you, Puneet. Thank, Thank you. you.